the Shaq Master! The Shaq Master! I told you. Oh, God. You just gotta keep living, man. L I V I N. The It's showtime. Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to P3 Radio. I'm Richard Mulligan, joined by my co-host and best friend, Josh Briley. <laughs> say, say hey, Josh. Hey, everybody. <laughs> We're out here in the concert hall. We're doing a live broadcast. Well, we're not redoing this intro, so I hope you're happy with it. <laughs> what? I hope every time you do that, it clips. And we're not redoing that. That's good. We'll be right back after these words of maximum health and fitness. What? That music was loud as hell. Yeah. I got two months to lose all this weight for my high school reunion. Two months? What are you going to do? I have no idea. Well, I'll tell you what you should do. You should go down to 51 South Creek Drive and see Matt Hoover and all the guys at Maximum Health and Fitness. They're going to whip you into shape and help you reach your maximum potential. But I don't have time to work out. I mean, I don't want to get signed up in something and it not be for me. Don't worry about that. You mentioned this podcast, P3 Radio, and they're going to throw you a free trial membership. 51 South Creek Drive? 51 South Creek Drive off the South Highland right next to Los Fortales. I'm telling you, they're going to help you reach your maximum fitness goals and get you into shape for your high school reunion. Well, thanks. I'm going to go see Matt and the guys at Maximum Health and Fitness. Maximum Health and Fitness, 51 South Creek Drive, Jackson, Tennessee. I see that you know your judo well. PG3 Radio. Do you remember, like, it seemed like in the 80s. I'm recording this. That's fine. Uh, what, was this a deposition? Yeah. This is a deposition. Partici- thank you for participating in the deposition. Uh, Go ahead. You know, in, in the 80s, it was like a mass thing of, of children falling in holes and camera crews coming. <laughs> That's one of the things yeah. I remember profound, once, more profoundly. Once yeah. a kid fell in a well. Yeah. No, it was more than that because they had... I remember it was at least 12 hours of news coverage, you know, of this one kid that was getting rescued from a, some kind of pipeline or something. It was awful. But I still have video of that somewhere. Like, it's crazy. Raw footage? Not raw footage. <laughs> I didn't shoot the shit. I'm talking about from news feed, you know, the news uh, stuff. Kids falling in wheels, man. It was a 1980s thing. You don't hear about that nowadays. No. They must have a mesh covering the well openings. <laughs> I think the fact that you have news clippings of kids falling in wells. Not news clippings. I mean, like, just from when I was recording whatever. Kind of, They broke in and they stayed in. And you didn't stop? It's my mother. She was the record master. I just tell her what to do. So you tell her to record. Not that Jimmy kid well falling. In the world. <laughs> she just kind of continued. 
Love it. Speaking of moms and dads, my mom has this thing where she, um, she'll she tell you, she'll be like, so did you hear about Earl? I'm like, who's Earl? She's like, you know Earl. No, I don't know Earl. She's like, Earl, he lives in Skeeter's old place. I don't know who Skeeter is. <laughs> well, no, you know Earl. He lives in Skeeter's old place. It's where it's right next to the Johnsons. I don't know any of these people you're telling me, Mother. Well, anyways, Earl died. <laughs> I go through it all the time. And I'm like, well, I feel bad. I feel like I'll never know Earl right now. You know, you used to work at the old skating ring up there by the line where it used You to know be. Earl. I was like, I, I, I was 12 years out of thought at that point. Why would I even know about these places? Right. You know, when you were two, there was this guy named Greg that worked down at the laundromat. Oh, yeah, him. I remember that. No, I don't remember. Well, you know him. Well, you know him. I tell you what. He lived in the old Anderson place. Oh, the Andersons that you grew up with. Yeah, I know right where they No, I don't know who the Andersons are. Well, they lived over there off of uh, Massachusetts. And and, uh, they lived next to the Seavers. No, I don't know any of these people. You know Greg. You know him if you saw him. No, I don't know him. Well, anyways, he died. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't know him if I saw him. No. I feel like that's a like if we had a shirt, P three PG three radio. You'd know him if you saw him. Anyways, he died. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like my mom was telling my kid a story the other day. And my my daughter has these uh, these Raggedy Ann and Ann dolls, and they've been there for a while. And my mom was like, "Hey, Penny, you know those Raggedy Ann and Ann dolls you have?" And she's like, "Raggedy Ann, and yes. Andy, right? You're saying Raggedy Ann and Ann? Oh." They both, you got two hands. You got two hands. Where's Andy? Nope. That's what I'm saying. One's raggedy and one's not. One's well kept. Oh, raggedy. Yeah. That's all. That's all. Ratchet Ann. Ratchet Ann and raggedy Ann. And raggedy Ann. No, okay. raggedy Ann and Andy dolls. She's like, you know those raggedy Ann and Andy dolls you have? And she's like, yes, I know those two. I don't know the ones you were speaking of earlier, but no, I know those two. And she's like. Well, the woman that gave them to you said, hey, and she mentioned a name. And uh, and she's like, you know who she is? And Penny was like, no. I was like, please, God, Mom, don't tell her that she died. <laughs> she's like, she I died to Corey. Yeah. Well, she, it wasn't like what you think either. The tailpipe got crimped and she was knocked out on contact. <laughs> What are the old people? Not, no, look, <laughs> you know what I mean. Older than us, right? Why do they they yearn to tell horrific stories? Like, you know, I like the good poop joke. Just like right. you know, the next guy. He got the stomach but, cancer and only yeah. made it two weeks. <laughs> but y'all I mean, hear about that? But you know, I, I just I kind of I kind of. Stray away from those types of stories, right? You know, I, I just I try to look at the good stuff, and, and you know, 
kind of get away from that kind well, of stuff. But I guess when you're that age, right. you, you see more of the people you grew up around and people well, you're familiar with kind of falling I'm, off. And I'll be honest, I'm already seeing it now. When we were doing, uh, when I was looking for three Facebook friends to add them to our Facebook page, mm-hmm. I ran across like at least eight people on my friends list that were no longer with us. Is that self-infliction? No, no, it's just things happen, medical problems. Yeah, I mean, serious things. It's like, you might have had that one or two kid that passed away when we were younger, yeah. but you didn't have like the number of things that go wrong now. And it's it's really kind of a bummer, man. But So you can see, I guess, like somebody going, well, that person meant something to me. And wanting to tell somebody about it, but it is what it is. I think it's all, you know, if, if it's one that you've had interactions with and stuff, it's how profound they were on you and right. how it affects your outlook on everything and kind of your hindsight on it as well. You right. know, I hate to say that, but it is what it is. <laughs> you know, if you're trying to move on from whatever it was the way you were back then or or just even your frame of mind you kind of just put it in the past even if it's somebody that passed away it's sad but that's the way it is so so no i mean it was just always kind of funny like every story my mom ever told was like hey you know so and so yeah you know him well anyways he died he's dead he's dead you never gonna know him now (laughs) <laughs> you probably should have met him a week ago. Do you remember your uncle Freddie, or not your uncle Freddie? Yes, I remember him very well. Your uncle Gerald. Uncle. Yes, I remember him too. I hated playing him in basketball. He'd foul you. Really he was hard. the dirtiest player yep. I'd ever <laughs> played against. Yep. And I mean, it was like BS rules. Oh, you traveled. My foot. <laughs> we're playing on dirt. My foot. I was trying to stop. It slid. Nah, it's a travel. Now, is that a travel or is it not? And we get into the somatical argument. And then finally, it was you were just saying, hey, look, just agree to the foul. Let's move on with life. <laughs> oh, man. Before he cheap shots you, we, we have a thing here. <laughs> we don't need no things going on. You want to tell some dad stories right now? Probably not. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> well, I mean, what do you want to hear? Like, well, I remember one of the funniest stories. No, no. I remember one of the funniest stories you ever told me was that one day we were at the bus stop. And <laughs> you showed up and you just barely made it before the bus got there. You were like, uh, I got up and I brushed my teeth. And my dad looks at me and I'm like, he's like, you got to get up for school. And I was like, oh, okay, I'm going to go take a shower. He's like, well, ha, ha, you got 15 ha, ha, minutes. Ha, ha. <laughs> he, he was so enthralled in the, ha, 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 well, ha, ha, as a matter of fact, you know, <laughs> I guess I woke up late or something. Yeah. Well, ha, ha. He, he pissed me off so bad all the time. And... I think I over-exaggerated his stuff. But he was hilarious growing up. I mean, now yeah. I think back, you know, think about it. But I just remember that. <laughs> you got 15 <laughs> minutes. 
before the bus gets here. <laughs> Man. Good times. Yeah. Um, I saw your, like, your dad still trips me out. That time Chris came back from... Uh, <laughs> we showed up, we showed up, and you're like, all right, well, we'll go talk to my mom. After we play basketball at the court and everything, mm. we're like, all right, we'll go talk to my mom, and my dad's over here, and, you know, your mom was talking to Chris and everything, and then all of a sudden, your dad comes out, and you're immediately apologetic <laughs> that he's coming out, and he's like... Talking about how he could whip every one of us. You think you're tough? <laughs> no, nobody's not said really. Nobody's well, I tell you what, because you think that you are, I'd probably take you over and whip your ass real good. <laughs> no, that's not what we said at all. Actually, we we disagree with you. Well, I know what you did. You told me. You told me Richard wrestles. <laughs> well, ha, you don't go wrestle ha, ha, on this front lawn. Ha, ha. No, I don't. Not really. I'm I'll in, probably pull I'm something. In my late twenties. I have nothing to gain in this. <laughs> if I if I win, what did I gain? If I lose, I've lost everything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. That's him, though. He can never. He can never not be the superhero. We're stuck in the world, it's late. Nobody's around you at home. So you turn on the radio. It's raging. Giving advice. It's raging. Telling you right. giving advice. We got a caller on the line. What's your name? Hello. Hello, Mr. Ray J. Hey, hey, you're on there. What, what's your name, son? How can I help you? My name is uh, Hunter Stevenson. And, uh, well, I'm not too good, Mr. Ray J. Uh, I'm 15 years old, and I think my girlfriend might be pregnant. How old did you just say you was? Uh, 15, Mr. Ray J. 15? Well, I know what you ain't going to be doing. That's playing your little video games and carrying on. You better get off your lazy ass and get a job for the next 18 years if you know what's good for you. <laughs> hey, a sissy don't get nothing but a damn lap full of tears, son. Man up and get to work. Raging, giving advice. Well, we're back. It's Black Friday. Right? I mean, how was your Thanksgiving? Was it good? Mine happened uh, November 11th. Josh is a time traveler. So, 
Yeah. Uh, he's part time traveler. We've already talked about this. Yes, we did, but we didn't talk about how it went. I guess did we? Yes, we did. Okay. Well, we're disregard then. I guess you know. <laughs> That segues right into how you think it's going to be when we get old. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Yes. You said the segue was going to be what? What? I don't know. We were just sitting here talking about expectations and how things don't sometimes live up to them. Uh, and we were talking about getting old. <laughs> that, was, that, that sound was not Josh planting a kiss on me. That was my daughter. We're filming this episode from the... Casa de la Molequin. Yes, we're filming it from my house and my daughter is... Running around. Say hey, Penny. She's like hey. handsome Jimmy planting sugar. Planting sugar! <laughs> so, we're doing this show with a five-year-old running around. Oh, mercy. Yeah. So, it hasn't been too bad. You know, she's been running around a little bit, but she's been pretty much staying where she needs to stay. Uh, in that basement where we have her locked in. <laughs> <laughs> she broke out of her shackles at least twice. She's gnawing through all the rope. I don't understand it. I don't... <laughs> know how we keep her in there do you you have a do you have a suggestion for keeping a five-year-old in place call us at 731-300-BORK well if you've watched any movies it's plenty of baby ruth goonies yeah Mm -hmm. but no man uh we were talking earlier about oh it was great We were talking earlier about we were talking earlier we were talking earlier about getting old. And, Boy, uh, were we? We Dang. were. I, I don't know we why were. that. I don't know why that come that that came up. But I, I told did. you to just hold on to that thought until we started rolling, and then, and then I think we both lost it. Father Time actually did catch up, and I forgot it. So. <laughs> you know what's weird? I'm finding things in like gray hair in my beard, like a lot of it. Is that not depressing? Yeah. Well, I mean, I started going bald at like 18. But gray hair is another thing. It's like a whole nother, uh, you're for real old. It's yeah. not just uh, wearing a hat or this or that. No, you're old for real. <laughs> Joe Rogan had a bit about having gray ball hair. And he was like, you know how depressing that is? That's like your body saying, all right, we need to shut down production on the things that make the ball hair color and just focus on keeping this man alive. (laughs) (laughs) And I think that's where we've kind of gotten to. I mean, you get so old and you start finding things that are... Like right now, I'm sick. I am sick as a dog right now, and you can probably hear it in my voice. And I used to to get sick as a kid, but I'd be over it quicker. Well, I mean... uh... To hear uh, some people say it, you were sick all the time as a child. So. Well, I was sick, but I would always get over it quicker. Yeah. But. Just couldn't come outside. So anyways, I guess we won't talk about getting old, because old man Josh has already forgotten about what he was going to talk about. I don't even know what you're referring to <laughs> at this point. Just clam up when the microphone comes on. Seriously, I I don't know what what you wanted me to say about being old. Did I say something that hit a trigger well, in you? Or no, we talked and you you brought up you were talking about you know when we get old. I think and I was like, well, just hold on to that because we could probably do something to that. But it was probably just some horrible insult or something I shouldn't have said, anyways. <laughs> probably to be honest with you, it was dumber than a sack of owl shit. <laughs> I seen a dead owl. I want, I want you to know that coming over here today, mm-hmm. there was a dead owl right in front of Miles's house. 
or old house. Yeah. And there was a dead squirrel sitting right beside it. Then that told me that that owl died when he was just trying to uh, pacify his predatorial instincts because it was right beside the road. Yeah. So I assume that the owl got hit while he was trying to feed on the squirrel. Was there a dead squirrel next to the owl? Yes. Oh, okay. Maybe. Dead squirrel right here. Dead owl right here. Maybe he grabbed a squirrel, the squirrel fought, and it sunk him and he got hit by a car. You know, I'm just going with the owl conquered the squirrel, and then he got hit. Maybe somebody shot an owl and a squirrel and just threw them on the side of the road. Magic bullet. There you go. So here's something in the news. Charles Manson finally died. You you want to know what I said? Like, as soon as I found that out. Immediately. Uh, My savior. <laughs> this lady at work, she leaned over at the at the table or whatever at uh, break time. And yes. pretty much she's like, yeah, did you hear Charlie Manson died? I said, really? It took that long? I mean, seriously. Yeah, the, he's been alive forever. Our government kept him alive, kept feeding his face. There's no telling how much debt that they accumulated just feeding his face for the last, you know, 40, 50 years, however long he was uh, incarcerated. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. I think it's one of them deals. There was enough evidence, even though he never killed anyone, per se, with his with his bare hands, he gave enough acid and enough notion to uh, enough people to make them go out and do mm-hmm. things. So he might as well been well, took down as well. If you hire someone to kill somebody... Do they not take you to jail for that? Exactly. I mean, that's the thing. I love how everybody's like, well, he never really killed anybody. Well, I mean, let me ask you this. How much trouble would you be in if you hired someone to kill your wife? You'd be in a lot of trouble. You'd go to prison. Well, I mean, like everybody but him, every single person but him will admit that they were given LSD and, you know, gave given instructions on what not to do, what to do. You know, what was expected of him and all that. And it's like he's the only one in denial that he did anything wrong. Right. Um, Did you know that he was an artist? He was a musical artist and he wrote songs and he was trying to get on with the the Beach Boys? Well, it wasn't he was trying to get on with the Beach Boys. He was just trying to get his foot in the door, I think, with the record companies. But uh, Guns N' Roses uh, put out it was One in a Million off of the GNR Lies album. It was a song that he had wrote. And I'm not sure that they said that at that time, but it, it didn't take long to where Axel, you know, admitted that Charlie Manson wrote the song and all you ever, that. Do you, have you ever heard some of his actual music? Not anything that he's ever done. He was... Just stuff that people's covered. Yeah, he was probably one of the worst guitar players ever. I, I I want you to hear this song, by the way. Uh, this is one I heard this week, so. Okay. Oh, garbage dump. Oh, garbage dump. Why are you called a garbage dump? Oh, garbage dump. Oh, garbage dump. Why are you called a garbage dump? You could feed the world with my garbage dump. 
There's a horrible guitar playing in the background. You could feed the world with my garbage dump. That sums it up in one big lump. When y'all live on on the road <laughs> and you think sometimes you're starving. Turn this shit off. <laughs> Was it not the worst thing ever? Oh my god. I've created stuff that's better on my <laughs> my son's like light up guitar. I mean, we have done episodes of P3 Radio. And the goodbye made... song is better yeah, than that. The goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> if you would have liked it, I would have killed innocent people. I want you to know that. <laughs> But I mean, seriously, I mean, I think the most psychotic thing this man ever did was think that he was musically gifted. <laughs> I mean, you have to be out of your mind. I think Brian Wilson disagreed with him and he tried to come and kill him. <laughs> I, you never want to revel in someone's dismay, but good. You know, the world's, that a, guy. the world's a better place without Charles Manson's. I mean, I don't think I'm really taking a bold stance there. I mean, like, there's probably two or three people that would disagree with you. I mean, he killed a pregnant lady. Well, not him personally, but he advised people to kill a pregnant lady. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm sorry, but if you tell your child to go out and kill somebody, and you don't even use drugs that's considered a crime, much less, you know, you feed your child or whoever... LSD, and then you, you know, kind of brainwash them into doing it. Same thing. On that same note about the Beach Boys, have you ever seen shred videos? I have no idea what you're talking okay. about. Okay, what a shred video is. I know I, I listening back on these, these shows, I always over-explain things, and I should just let things roll. But a shred video is where they've taken, like, videos, and they've put songs, lyrics over them to make it look like it's something else. So there's this one called... The Beach Boy Shred, Get Around. So if you have a moment, type that into YouTube so you can see what we're looking at. It's called The Beach Boy Shred, Get Around. And I'm going to show Josh that video. Is such great detail, even like the guy slapping his leg. <laughs> and they have like hundreds of these videos. Because we are counting on them to go to the Beach Boys Shred 
I get around on YouTube. Oh, okay. Maybe you'll understand it. Well, maybe I looked at that wrong because I was looking at that I as a dash. So it was Beach Boy Shred get around. So yeah, I get around. But they have like hundreds of these videos where they have dubbed over the video basically. And they are so meticulous. Like if somebody hits something, it's a lot like those bad lip reading videos. Have you ever seen those? Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot like those. I want to show you some more. They're pretty funny. Hall of Notes would be pretty funny. I love Hall of Notes. Anybody wanting to follow along at home, this is Hall of Notes Man Eater Shreds on YouTube. Daryl Hall looks like Dave Mustaine. with that completely but I just thought that was pretty funny the shred videos so you go from Manson to the shred videos I mean that's that's typical right logical connection why not shall I come out at night woo I think we spend a lot of time looking at that bar bounce up and down what bar the one that's when it's recording the little sound wave bar when it bounces up and down, I think I think that messes with you. Ooh, the shady double life of Todd Crisley. Wonder what that. Wonder what that's talking about. I'm shocked. <laughs> Do you think he he's not the one that would have a double life? He would try to be a married good boy and then be something else on the side. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Uh, why would I think, you think that? I, I, I feel like that's an easy topic. <laughs> I feel like they don't even need... That needs to just be left unsaid. It's, There's some people that honestly believe he's just a good family man. and He's just Southern. He's just yeah, that's all, that's all. He was raised by women. That's why he acts that way. <laughs> I was raised by women. And you don't act that way. No, that's what I'm saying. What's up, Penny? Nothing. Is there a reason why you're interrupting our show? No. No. Well, hey, come up here. Sit up here. Might as well interview you. <laughs> All right. We'll just roll that in. <laughs> All right. Josh, you got any questions? What was your favorite angle that you had during uh, your time in Mid-South Wrestling, Penny? Do you remember your time in Mid-South Wrestling? Okay. Did you prefer to be a bad guy or a good guy? 
Good guy. Good guy. <laughs> she sold more stuff. merch that way, huh? Exactly. Yeah. I'll tell you what. Let's do this then. <laughs> so, we only ask about 20 questions to Bobby, but we had like 40 questions remaining. Why don't we just ask questions that we had planned <laughs> for Bobby for Bobby or any questions that we might have written down I've got a few questions here that we could ask you okay here's here's a question Penny what advice would you have for a young wrestler coming into the business what say that loud Mm-mm. what <laughs> all right moving on what was it like to be a part of war games <laughs> 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 what was it like? Did you like war games? No? No? Okay. Did you like Larry's Abisco? No. You you can just talk out loud. There's yeah. like seven people that will be listening to you. Yeah. How about this? No, you wanted to be here for this interview. You're going to be here for this interview. All right. Hey, we'll ask you questions that you might know. What is Peppa Pig's dad's name? She doesn't know. Daddy Pig. Daddy Pig. Who is your favorite Teen Titan? Starfire. What do you like about Starfire? Her pink hair. Yeah? It's not Robin. You don't like Robin? Mm-mm. Who's Mimaw's favorite? Beast Boy. Mmm. Beast Boy. Josh, you don't like Beast Boy? I'm a Robin fan. Sorry. You're a Robin fan? Yeah. Sorry. That's okay. my favorite teen type. I'm a I'm big on uh, Beast Boy and Cyborg. I like Robin too. So, uh, Penny, what's new in your life? What you got going on? All right. Good talk. <laughs> <laughs> she took a bump. She took a major bump right there. <laughs> I'm talking about everything slipped out from under her. <laughs> you ask him about the repercussions, she's going to have some about 10 years from now from that boat. <laughs> you know, it's always horrible to hear somebody's head hit the floor. When I was in kindergarten, I remember playing at, you know, at our high school, or at high school. <laughs> yeah, I kindergarten was, at my high school. I was a time traveler. No, uh, I remember playing Duck, Duck, Goose in my elementary school at J.B. Young mm-hmm. and this one kid he he got chosen <laughs> as a goose and he's running he's running he's running he's uh, the the guy that's doing the duck 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 part he's running he's running not trying to get tagged by the new goose and he goes to sit in the spot and he's full sprint running and he slips and his head comes back and hits the gym floor and it's like wham <laughs> You know that sound a head makes when it hits a wooden floor? That's the noise it made. And I remember there was like five seconds there that we just stopped and looked at him. And it felt like he was just like laying there and it was taking forever. And all of a sudden he just went, (laughs) (laughs) like let out this guttural scream. Like, I don't know where I am. I've got a concussion. (laughs) That's kind of how I pictured the red rooster giving like Terry Taylor being born. It just comes,
Uh, was the Red Rooster like one of the worst gimmicks in history? You know, it was it was awful, but I'm going to tell you, I was really enthralled with the whole whenever he turned on Bobby Heenan and he slapped him in the ring and he just started like paintbrushing him and all that. I was really, you know, taken by that. I, I thought it was really cool. I never could get past the name because my grandmother used to dip snuff and they rooster. Red Rooster Snuff. Rooster Snuff. <laughs> no, it was Red Rooster Snuff. <clears throat> I remember the can. Yeah. So, I don't know. I always like, he's sponsored by a snuff company? <laughs> if you're if you're in the snuff business, you can't make movies without, no. it, without having to explain it. <laughs> I'm into snuff movies. <laughs> Those are all uh, fabled anyway. So. What if you had a movie about snuff? They already did. It was called Eight Millimeter with Star. No, no, no not actual Cage. that. I'm talking about like a movie about like your production of snuff. Like, You're talking about a behind the music of an actual snuff film. No, like snuff, like the stuff my grandmother used oh, to. Oh, Red Rooster snuff. Yeah. <laughs> what if they had like a movie about how they explained it and they just called it like, "This is our snuff film." <laughs> It'd be the most boring movie you've ever witnessed. First, we take it to the back and we grind it up. Then we put it in this little tiny-ass can. Then we... Sell it to 80-year-old women. Then we take it out of the can and grind it up again. <laughs> That's how you get that brown color, because it's the shits. Then we take it back out of the can and grind it for a third time. That's when you add the tobacco. Then we put it on the shelves. Then we take it off the shelf and grind it a fourth. <laughs> but no, my grandmother used to dip that snuff. Did you ever know anybody that dipped snuff? I'm going to give you a story. My grandfather, he had a can of rooster snuff. It was in the shed. I'd seen it for a couple of years, you know, where I'd just been noticing, hey, what is that? And he kept telling me, well, Pancho, uh, you don't need to mess with that. Blah, blah, blah. You know. <laughs> it finally got to where I just wouldn't stop asking him about it. So one day he's just, you know what? If you want some, I'll let you dip you a snuff. I said, okay, yeah, yeah. Let me have some. He gives me the can. And I, I, he just hands it to me. And I'm, I'm looking at it. I, I don't know what to do with it. What do you do? He's like, take the top off there and uh, put you some on the end of your pinky finger. Just put it between your uh, your gum and your lip. So, okay, easy enough. I put it between my gum and my lip or whatever, and I get real dizzy and I feel like I'm gonna pass out. And it's the worst taste. Kind of like I've a ever Cosby had. date. Oh God, yeah, <laughs> just like that. Hey, sir. Oh. Oh, the time is right to R. <laughs> Thank you for that drink, sir. I really feel sleepy right oh, now. Oh, yes. Oh, that's the medicine yes. kicking in. Oh, but, oh, it's just to chip the fan from the pudding. <laughs> pudding don't have chip the fan. Oh, Theo. Theo, you're always giving up the secrets. So, okay, so when you were telling me that story just now, so your grandfather had one can of snuff that he stored? <laughs> it was just sitting, you know, somehow it had got uh, set in the garage 
probably somebody left it there or something, but he never messed with it. He just had it sitting on a shelf somewhere. Just, and to, just in case Tubbs called for it. Look, man. <laughs> Kept it next to a loaded gun. I, and I don't know. I, I don't know. Either way, I got me some of that rooster snuff and felt like I was going to pass out and I felt like I was eating dirt. I just started spitting everywhere and felt like I was going to throw up. It was an awful experience. Awful, awful. Yeah, I mean, I probably ingested some just out of normal everyday life. Well, that song means we are absolutely all out of time. We'd like to thank everybody for listening to today's episode. And please join us on Facebook at Pop Poncho. Or text or call us at 731-300-MORE. That's 731-300-6675. Well, thanks once again. And for Josh Briley, I am Richard Mulligan saying thanks and good night. Be the radio.